0: Welcome, it's Margaret Sekenat, and welcome to this session of my uh, video channel. Anyway, um, today we're going to be talking about a very popular topic, and this is all about Feng Shui myths. So while there are a lot of Feng Shui information circulating around in the world, uh, you know, we have picked some of the more popular Feng Shui myths based on the questions that we've received. So let's start today with uh you know all the myths uh the seven of them that we've uh you know uh, selected um and hopefully um you will have a better understanding of what feng shui is all about and whether what you've been practicing is actually uh classical feng shui or probably a a new age feng shui okay so let's get started and uh Let's uh, go with the feng shui myths, you know, and uh, so here's feng shui myth number one. Okay. So do the use of certain colors in particular areas of your house, uh, you know, how do you call this? uh, Increases luck or does wearing a particular lucky color Uh, make you more money than, let's say, the previous years, or should you be wearing blue more often if you lack the water element? Now, there is no such thing as lucky colour in feng shui. It's really just a personal preference. Mm -hmm. The colour of your home or the shirt you wear will not improve nor worsen your luck or wealth capabilities. They have more of a psychological impact than an actual feng shui effect. So, good fortune comes with time and actions, not with colors and objects. It comes with what you do, and when you do it, it's not about what color purse you're carrying, or what color blouse or shirt you're wearing, or which shade of green, purple, or yellow color your throw cushions are, or your bed sheets are. Okay? Now, let's say red. Red is considered a very auspicious color, therefore, Let's say if your front door is painted red you should be very lucky for many years to come likewise it would follow and be true that every house with a red painted main door will see money increasing year over year and that uh, relationships in that particular house uh, with the painted main door uh, red main door will always be harmonious and uh, prosperous but uh, we know sadly that that is not the case So again, there is no such thing as lucky color in feng shui. It's more of a personal and psychological preference or choice. Okay, let's get on to the next feng shui myth. And that is myth number two. Okay, fortune cats. Well, let's put it this way. Are you not earning enough money? Well, let's solve it by placing a red and gold cat statue in your home. Want more real estate properties? Well, no problem. Just use crystals and place them in a bowl near your bed. Now, are you having problems with your partner or your relationships? Well, let's resolve it by just putting a painting of nine goldfish swimming inward and that will do the trick. There are uh, other objects that have been used to cure or solve some of these problems such as ceramic frogs with coins in their mouths, the waving cat paw, uh, you know, the food dogs, statues and crystal bracelets or trinkets. Now, Feng Shui is all about finding the energies in your home and office uh, from natural forms and not from man-made objects, which on their own is unlikely to produce any Qi and are basically products of some enterprising individuals as decoration they do serve its purpose or it does have some positive psychological effect for some of us yes there are other factors or aspects in feng shui that is uh that should be taken into consideration okay so decorative figurines such as this kitty cat with moving paws will make you a millionaire again these bring no form or luck nor wealth to you or your home they're just decorative items that people have used to garner profit from building on this type of superstition that they can bring luck and protect your home. In actual fact, they do not generate any form of qi nor luck. Okay, let's get on to myth number three. What's myth number three? It's all about plants. The type of plants in your home affect your wealth and luck is that true or false. Now, in classical feng shui, plants are as harmless as they seem. They have no effect on the qi flow or production of qi. As such, many plants are not going to bring you wealth and cacti or cactuses, cactus plants do not uh, em- uh, emanate such qi. Plants can actually be used to mitigate some sharp quarters or edges which can create sachi so that's the plants okay okay so let's get on uh moving to myth number four what is uh myth number four okay well the well a lot of people are you know like superstitious in general we have this uh you know thing about numbers house numbers and the number four or in in chinese how they pronounce it it's like and it can be in it can be interpreted as the word death which is like in, in 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 chinese so one of the biggest myths in feng shui is this superstition around lucky and unlucky numbers it's not the number of the house that determines its feng shui it's other factors like the location of the house or where the main door is that actually dictates or actually um you know um uh, suggests or you know tells us what kind of energy is you know in that particular home okay so that's myth number four so there's no such thing as a a house numbers that can be lucky or unlucky okay so let's get on to feng shui myth number five what is myth number five now myth number five has got something to do with fish dead fish in an aquarium you know which is what some people believe is an uh, it's an, I divert a diversion of uh, a bad luck or misfortune. Okay. The misconception or belief that the fish in the aquarium died a very heroic death to save the owners from the bad luck or take away the owners' bad fortune is a pretty baseless. Feng Shui does not in any way um you know take uh, how do you call this calls for the sacrifice of animals or other living things. What we actually uh, need is to uh, calculate and avoid the bad times and directions and we use your birth details, locations of your property and uh, move-in dates and all those other uh, information that is necessary for, uh, you know, for a feng shui practitioner or uh, to do a feng shui uh, uh, audit, okay? We don't use fishes, fish, uh, you know, a more realistic way of looking at it is perhaps it's probably time to clean your aquarium and check its filters if you're, you know, if your fish is dying off in the aquarium or in your fish bowl. Okay, so classical function dictates that activation of qi in a property can be achieved by the placement of flowing or let's say moving water in a particular area, in a set area. But it would be obviously weird, let's say, especially if you have visitors coming to visit uh, to have a pail of water sitting in the middle of the house, for example, or, you know, just have just, you know, a big pail of water in the corner or something like that. Therefore, to make it a little bit more visually uh, satisfying and a crime is, uh, you know, is uh, adorned or completed with uh, a placement of fishes in in it you know so after all like you know that, you know it's actually pleasing to the eyes to see uh colorful fishes swimming in an aquarium so that's basically where the fish comes in what it's used for okay so that's uh myth number five that fish in aquarium is not an you know it's not a diversion or an aversion of misfortune misfortune okay so let's get on to feng shui number 6 what is feng shui number 6 uh, the myth uh, the feng shui myth number 6 so the use of uh, water images you know Some people hang paintings and images of water, such as waterfalls, rivers, water drops, you know, on the wall. Okay, they believe that this would bring in a proper flow of qi and provide them with wealth and luck. Okay. So what it really is that as the water facilitates the flow of qi, real water must be present. When water is used in Feng Shui formation, it's because water in its natural form is in a constant state of movement. Now, with a painting, that that's that is not possible. No, in a favorable place, the flowing factor helps gather chi and gives the desired effect to the property and the residents in it. Okay, Picture, pictures of flowing water are purely uh you know aesthetic and and serves no purpose whatsoever in the context of feng shui if it does then you know we should be all hanging a picture of the of the our currency in our homes and so you know who knows we might be blessed with a lot of money by just you know um hanging uh pictures of any uh you know, let's say you're in american dollars canadian dollars you know, um, the uh, British pound or anything like that, okay? But again, using the images of water does not really, you know, uh, you know, uh, dictate that, uh, prop, you know, proper tea is going to come in and there's going to be luck, wealth luck when it does, okay? Anyway, let's get going with uh, myth number seven. Meet number seven, um, many believe good feng shui is simply about cleaning your mess. Clearing your space will bring in good tea into the property and eventually fortune will follow. Those who practice clutter clearing feng shui will tell you that you cannot be rich or successful if your workspace is cluttered until you clean up your space. Now yeah, good function does mean good tea flow, but tea coming from natural form. So there's no natural tea coming from cabinets and TV racks, and drawers and desks. So no. While it is true to a certain extent that arranging and rearranging your work desk or your bookshelf makes you feel more accomplished and thus brings uh, with it some good sense of motivation and uh, you know um, clarity and you know a a sense of positivity but that is not all there is to the practice of authentic feng shui okay now if you want to take an example you know like warren buffet's office is supposedly you know cluttered yet he is worth around 66 us billion dollars as of 2016. so there goes the myth right into the gutter so basically clutter free feng shui says that all you have to do is bring clean your home and keep it clutter free and voila you will be showered with luck and will be we- wealthy for the rest of your life or of your life well i guess i don't think so i don't think this is the case okay so anyway that's uh meat number 7 and uh you know before we uh you know uh go further There's another uh, type of uh, belief out there that I would actually like to uh, bring up. So what about space clearing? Is it a feng shui practice? So space clearing is not feng shui. There's something else that needs to be cleared up and that the, the cleansing of the living space or space cleansing or some call it space clearing is not you know, a practice of feng shui. There are some homes that might suffer from some form of harmful energies. There are houses that are haunted or wherein spirits do reside. These homes do need some sort of cleaning, but what is needed in these circumstances would be spiritual cleansing that requires the services of a priest. That being said, the rituals connected with this spiritual cleansing is not feng shui. So, it is important that one does not confuse the science of feng shui with that of spiritual cleansing. Feng shui is a science that prescribes methods and guidelines to harness the energies in the environment, in your home, your surroundings, your space, to create good energy to assist you in achieving your goals. It is not a spiritual practice in itself and therefore should not be considered as such. Okay? So um, that's, uh, you know, um, some of the myths that we've actually been uh, asked or some of the questions that we've received over the years. And, you know, I would just like to just share those with you. Uh, We also are, you know, uh, would like to encourage you to actually, um, you know, um, enroll and register For our upcoming class, I'm coming up with uh, uh, a workshop called Analyzing Your Floor Plan. And this would be uh, a very good way for you guys to actually map out your floor plan and find out uh, the areas, uh, you know, that you probably have some questions about. Okay, so uh, uh, there will be more information on my website with regards to this particular workshop so i hope you actually uh participate and register and and enroll when it's uh when i have it posted on the website okay so uh, again uh you know the upcoming workshop analyzing your floor plan is coming soon so please stay tuned and uh, check my website uh, regularly i'll be posting some updates also on my uh, facebook page As well as probably giving some blurbs here on my YouTube channel. Okay, so it's Margaret saying bye-bye for now. And I hope uh, you've enjoyed this session. And please subscribe to my channel. And please let your friends know about my channel. And, uh, you know, encourage them to subscribe as well. So it's Margaret saying bye-bye for now. And thank you for joining me.